The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. So the show is being broadcast on December 26, 2016, and we're somewhere in the midst between uh, traditional Christmas and the Orthodox Christmas, definitely uh, the Christmas season. And we're about to start into a new year with a new American administration at the helm. And the question, what happens next, is on many minds. And I couldn't help but see a parallel to the feelings and questions voiced by many NDEers when they return from their visit to the other side. Questions like, what just happened? Uh, what did I just see? And perhaps most importantly, why was I chosen? And what do I do now comes to mind. Our guest today is a man who's been asked, been asking those questions for a while now. And since he lives near the hospital where I serve as chaplain, I've had the chance to watch his struggles with these questions and even explore the possibility of starting the first local IONS chapter with him at my church here in Bangor, Maine. Robert Osgood, known as Oz, uh, was a, uh, was a successful electrician working in Maine when at age 55 he was uh, suddenly put on restricted duty due to a malfunctioning heart valve. Um, he went through uh, heart surgery but then sustained a cardiac arrest, multiple organ failures, a four-day coma, and uh, during which he experienced a number of OBEs and NDEs. And Oz told the story of his experience back on our show of August 22nd, 2016, and then again the following week, August 29th. It's one of the most in-depth experiences we've talked about on the show to date. And uh, it's my pleasure to welcome Oz back to NDE Radio. Well, good morning, Lee. I'm always happy to be here, and even if this is my third time this year. uh, (laughs) I know it. This may be some sort of a record, Oz. <laughs> well, I'm fond of the number three and seven, and uh, you know he is too, so three's always working for me. Yes, okay. that's good. Well, Oz, I know you had some doubts about um, how useful this topic might be for our listeners, and yet I was thinking with over 700, some say uh, estimated 774 reported NDEs happening in this country every day, it seems like it's time to acknowledge there are uh, many of us out there still wondering why we were chosen to experience such a gift. After your NDEs, for example, what were some of the questions you first had about your experience? Well, like you said earlier, why me? You know, it, you know, people using the word, you know, you were chosen. And I said, well, why me? And then I, I can only accept that if I realize that everybody that had that experience was also chosen, you know. In other words, it's not a singular. So many are chosen uh, to spread his messages. That's right. part of what it's all about. And, you know, it, it, it takes time to come to grips with it all. I mean, uh, I'm still struggling four years later uh, trying to get it all on paper and make, you know, a lucid flow so that it, it's easy to follow and easy to understand. It, it's not an easy process. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I know you. I I remember you said one of your first impulses was to write a book, and and then the other day you said you were stuck on chapter three. But uh, 
Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were oh. going to a, a longer <laughs> sentence here. Uh, chapter three is is actually the the deepest part of the book, and the the main problem I'm having in so many other end years, or I, I like to use the more uh, commonly accepted acronym now, ADEs. Uh, that's becoming more and more popular amongst many NDEs because that just stands for actual death experience instead of near. You know, so many of us just never were totally calm with near because we we were clinically dead. So that's now uh, the new catchphrase is now ADE. I'm seeing a lot of that online. Uh, so that, that that's a transition, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in a sense. So many transformations are going on. Uh, you, you've asked me in the past, you know, what kind of changes. And my next question would be for you, well, how much time do we have? I mean, there's been that many changes, you know, going from an open-heart patient to an open-heart person. That's the single biggest change that... Uh, I have to acknowledge because I, I see it every day, you know, and, and the way that I approach things and, and, and the way that I see things has totally mm-hmm. changed. Now, you yeah. reacted almost immediately to, to what had happened, and you felt these changes coming on. In other cases, including myself, it took, you know, m- uh, upwards of 20 years for me to begin to talk about what I'd seen and... um and to to make a difference in my outlook on life, I, I wonder. Um, and this still goes on. I still meet people who've had this long period of time where they're sort of, you know, it's like a chicken sitting on an egg waiting for it to hatch. And uh, why do you suppose it takes some people so much longer than than others? Well, from from what I'm seeing, especially uh, having the chance, you know, in the past several months to contact many fellow NDEers all across the United States and some across the country, uh, they, they're, they're kind of not afraid, but they, you know, they're, they're, they're worried about rejection. You know, people thinking, well, you know, you're totally nuts, when actually they're not. They're all very sane. You know, they're trying to, you know, talk about such an unearthly experience, something that's never happened before to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and to get it out, and, and try to do it, you know, especially quickly, it's impossible. You can't. Um, we've talked many times, as you know, and in my opinion, we have barely scratched the surface, Lee, and all the, t- all the time that I've got to chat with you, you know, personally and here online. Uh, it, you can't. It's impossible. You can't take all that and, you know, something so large and try to put it into something so small. It can't be done. So all you can do is just scratch at that surface. <laughs> yeah. mm. and, and, and so many people, uh, you know, especially the people that had it decades ago when it was much less common or at least less commonly spoken about, were afraid that if they started talking about it, you know, people would, you know, push away from them. And, and now, uh, obviously, as you're well aware and, and so many others out there are, it's becoming more accepted and more people love to follow the stories that NDEers can share. I mean, I'm yeah. seeing it in, in volumes every day online. More and more, every uh, NDE Facebook site is rapidly growing, exponentially. Uh, yes. From when I first joined them, I, I screensaved the number of members and then look at it now, just months later, and it's gone up thousands. I mean, mm-hmm. the thousands of emails I've gotten all from all across the world, uh, it amazes me. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful and, and, and I want to take a, a moment to wish a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to all the people that have emailed me, 
and thank you, thank them for their kind words. And some have told me that I've helped to strengthen their faith, or I've, I've inspired them in some way, or that they felt blessed that I even emailed them back. You know, because I've been through that. I've tried to email and contact people in the past that had known experiences and never heard back from them at all, uh, mm-hmm. because they're so busy in their current life or whatever, and they just never returned uh, my attempt to contact them. So some people are saying, wow, we feel blessed. You, you emailed us back. In other words, they weren't sure. It's like, well, if I email this Ozman guy, you'll probably go on a pile of emails, and I'll never hear back from him. I'm still way, way behind because I expected maybe 100 or 200 emails back when you asked me for an email address, and I was wrong. I did not expect several thousand, <laughs> and it's still going on. But that's, uh, let, let me ask you, Oz. Um for example, when Eben Alexander had his uh, near-death experience, he thought he didn't want to read or hear about anyone else's NDEs until he'd finished writing his first book, uh, Proof of Heaven. Um, and um, you, on the other hand, and many, I think many others, feel this impulse to connect with other people who've had similar experiences. So how did you, how did you go about doing that? Did you... Did you find the ions right away, or did you just get onto Facebook? What was your What was your approach to finding other NDEers? Well, in previous years, before you and I had the opportunity to meet, uh, I was doing it from a, a backdoor sense, uh, you know, just trying to Google and find out, and that's how I got in touch with uh, several people that have written books and that are well known, and movies went on to be made, and never heard back from them. And I said, well, let me try a different approach. And, you know, still seeking guidance, and that's what basically indirectly led me to you. And you talked to me about IANS, and it was at that point that I started following IANS. Okay. I didn't know it even existed, (laughs) you know. Mm. And so, I mean, you opened uh, so many doors. Just our very first meeting uh, alone, uh, you know, uh, opened so many doors that I didn't know were there. Well, IANS has got a... Really good track record of helping people, um, you know, starting back, you know, from the beginning in the 70s when Raymond Moody and, and Elizabeth Kubler Ross and others had, you know, formed IONS. Uh, they've, they've helped people who've struggled with, uh, this experience, maybe have been frightened by the experience, maybe had a, uh, distressing near death experience, which is, uh, you know, also a, a topic that we cover here from time to time. So, um, but there are other organizations out there too, and um, and uh, I was w- wondering when you got onto Facebook, when you started looking on Facebook, you've told me that you discovered many groups out there. There, there are several uh, different NDE Facebook sites. Some are catching on more than others. Uh, I tended, I, I didn't want to join too many because then I would never have no time because <laughs> it right. would just be nonstop. It, it's pretty close to that now. But I, I wanted to join the ones that many seem to be joining. I said, there's got to be a reason. And in that process, as you now know, I've met many really good people. Uh, obviously, you've interviewed a couple of people I've met that I knew, even though I had never met them in person, I knew they had a good heart. Just by, you know, privately chatting with them online and getting, you know, a good glimpse of the person mm-hmm. without having ever physically met them. You know, we all look forward to maybe someday getting the chance to actually meet each other face to face. But until then, uh, you know, I 
I was glad that I've met them. Yeah. They've helped they've helped enlighten me and bless bless me in a sense, uh, sharing what they've shared with me. So that's one thing that NDEers all have in common. They're very comfortable around other people who have shared some other type of similar experience. Even though each one is unique in its own right, they're all the core messages are, are right along the same lines because it's the, the most powerful message that, that we receive. Uh, so, but we're all unique. We all, our brains all work slightly different than the person next to us. I mean, that's part of, that's part of the bigger plan. We can't all be identical and exactly mm. like everybody else. And it, so some people will say, well, they're NDE. We heard the, you know, the, the interview or we read it on Enderf or wherever. And they liked certain parts of the bulk of it, but some parts of it just didn't click with them. Well, expect that. I mean, there's, it's, that's because we are all unique. You know? Right. And, and we tend to interpret differently once we come back. You know, if you're a Christian, you see it in one, one light and perhaps as a, a member of another faith, you see it in another light. Uh, I've talked to atheists who have been completely turned around by an experience of, uh, uh encountering, uh, the light on the other side. Unquestionably, uh, it's a huge awakening for everybody. Yeah. Uh, your eyes are finally been opened. <laughs> you think they're opened all your life. You're going through your life and down your path, and you think you're really aware of what's going on, but you're missing so much mm. until you have that essentially an awakening. You 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 find out what you've been missing, or at least a part of what you've been missing. And uh, especially, I uh, you know, I can personally vouch for that. I uh, I, I learned so much during those experiences. That I'm still trying to comprehend it all, you know. Four years later, uh, truly a blessing. I mean, it, it, you know, everybody says, "Well, what did you get cured? Uh, you know, did you leave the hospital in better shape than you went?" No, not even close. Mm-hmm. I could barely stand, barely walk. Uh, I had to be uh, taken care of for quite a while because I was uh, incapable of doing it. I could barely move. But that was four years ago. Yes, I've come a long way. And the actual miracle is the fact that I'm here. You know, I didn't have no miracle cure or a disease or a tumor or whatever disappear. I didn't even think of that that approach. Maybe if I had asked him while I was there, <laughs> maybe I would have had a cure. Uh, I've got too many artificial parts, I think, to be, to get that kind of a cure. Mm. Uh, Some people uh, find they've come back with gifts, uh, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, uh, you know, something that they ne- didn't have before some they experienced their NDE. Uh, and um, and you've probably I've, I've read or really talked to people who, who've uh, I've been called had that experience anything, as well. I said, um, you know, I, I, I do you feel like you gained anything besides this uh, opening uh, opening of a, a spiritual door for yourself? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm solely a witness, no question about it. I can't deny that title and a messenger. I'm a hum- humble and simple man. You know, I'm just walking this planet like everybody else next to me. But I have been blessed. Uh, and there are gifts that uh, even I'm still finding out about to this day. You know, things that I may have had all along but never knew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, more and more of it's becoming clear. And I think we all have some gifts, but we just haven't had the chance to realize it. Uh, and then, obviously, an experience like that will help you 
learn to realize the gift that's been inside you all along. And you just never brought it out. Nothing happened that made it come out. And, and then you realize that each and every one of us are gifted. We all are. In one way or another. We just don't realize it yet. Right. Well, where focus is, is mainly on, you know, getting an education and then getting a job and then getting married and, you know, doing the family thing. And we're really earth oriented. And, and once in a while, there's a mystical breakthrough and we see that there is a, uh, we see the importance of the other side. Yeah, there's so much more out there than the self. I mean, that, that, that we're missing because, like you said, uh, you know, life in, in general, you have these, you know, preconceived things that you have to do. Well, you, you know, you've got to pay bills. You know, you've got to support your family. You know, you've got to work. And, and so you concentrate on that. And it's in that concentration that you're missing so much else going on around you. And now that I'm disabled, uh, I have more time to notice the things that I would have missed. Uh, very clearly. I mean, I'm fascinated by even the simplest things now. <laughs> that, mm. You know, I think back, you know, five years ago, I was in much better shape. Would I, and busy, 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 would I have even noticed that? No. Odds are I probably would have never even noticed it. I would have walked right by. And now I stop. And, yeah, it eats up an awful lot of my time doing that. Uh, sometimes people next to me may get a little uptight because, well, come on, Oz, let's get going. I say, oh, I'm sorry, I was just checking this out. I, know, I had never seen it before. Uh, and that that's the, the, the changes. It's a magnitude of changes. So in a, a weird sort of way, your your disability is is a spiritual gift, even though it's a physical problem for you. It's it's uh, it's. Because you're a driven person. I, I can't imagine. I didn't know you when you were doing your, your electrical business, but you must have been an amazing, uh, worker. But this is, this is in a way taking you away from that energy and redirected the energy into, into a more contemplative place. It, it, it's a change. I'm on the same path I've always been on, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a tweak in that path. Uh, right. now I'm, of following a modified path uh, and, and doing everything from a totally different angle in a different perspective. Uh, I mean, I can't even help but notice some of these changes. It's like, wow, I've, uh, something you do often, I, I've started doing, changing my mind. <laughs> and, you know, I've always been pretty much a logical type person, you know, and everything had a, a, a you know, logical sense to it. I, I've, I've given up because sometimes logic just simply can't apply. And, uh, no doubt about it. And I was driven by logic for years. Well, decades. And, uh, sometimes you gotta stop overthinking it. Kinda take the brain out of the whole, the whole process and follow the heart instead. There's times that we all need to just listen to our own heart. Uh, right. and stop overthinking things and making too big of a deal out of something, you know, or over worrying or getting over upset about something that shouldn't have even really phased you, you know, right. overdoing it. I was going to say the, the experience uh, has changed a lot of relationships for people as well. In fact, some people uh, come back so different that uh, they wind up getting divorced or, uh, uh, you know, having a falling out with some of their family rather than healing and and. Uh, well, what's what's been your experience? Has your has your wife, for instance, said, "Oh, you're, you're much different now that you've uh, gone through this"? 
Many times, but uh, and maybe in, in, in some different areas, in what she sees as kind of a not-so-good way, and in other ways, a very good way. Uh, I know sometimes I drive her crazy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's something, that's a trend that I've seen online, too. Uh, and like you said, I've even encountered some NDEs that did get out of a relation or did get divorced because they were driving their wife or husband crazy by talking about it all the time. And we can't help it because it's it's such an intense memory, it overrides us. I mean, uh, sometimes I try to, you know, put the memory on the backstage because I've got other things I need to do here and concentrate on what it is I'm doing, and I flip right back to that memory. It, it, it's very powerful. It's not something that you can just cast aside. It wants front stage. And that that's, that's what's probably uh, a contributor to people uh, having a problem in a relationship. For my wife and I, it, it's it's helped strengthen a relationship that was already very strong. Uh, you know, uh, the thing that gripped me most is that had I not made it, it would have really uh, impacted her, and obviously my family, my daughter, and everybody around me. I didn't realize that, you know, as much. I mean, of course you know people are going to grieve, you know, and all that when you leave but mm-hmm. how much it affected them. And uh, so I, I, I'm intending to, to hang around for as long as, as God's willing for me to be here uh, and and be here, for, especially for my wife. Uh, she relies on me, <laughs> yeah. and I, re- I rely on her. I was excited to hear uh, when we talked earlier today that you're already planning to come out to the IONS uh, uh, conference uh, this summer in uh, Denver. It's... Well, uh, it's so powerful when you get into a group of a couple hundred people who've had near-death experiences. And, you know, the, the talks are are wonderful, and uh, the the works the workshops and the work sessions are, are terrific. But it's just the just being there is so energizing for someone who's had a, an NDE. Uh, so I, I look forward to seeing you out there, Oz. Well, I so badly wanted to be at the Orlando uh, conference uh, that went by this year, but I just couldn't. I, there was no way I could get there at that time. But I, I so longed to be there, and, and obviously you've told me a bit of it yourself, and it was like, wow. So uh, I think you were blessed for, for being there, as everybody probably there that, that did have the chance to make that conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Ned's going to be happy that it is in Denver, Colorado, where he's from Colorado. So now, instead of having to go all the way to Florida, he can stay right in his home state, <laughs> you know, in 2017. And once I saw that, I looked at the date, and I said, that's on my birthday. I said, what better gift, you know, for for if I look at myself, that that's something I want to do very, very yeah. badly. And it's like, wow, look at the date, August 6th. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I said, what do you know? I know something about August 6th. So that's. That's so I told my wife that same thing. I said, "Wow, I, I couldn't imagine a better present, you know." And then yeah. being so close to my own daughter and her, and her family at the same time, I said, "Wow, that's a, a must do." If I have yes. to walk to Denver, Colorado, by golly, I'm going to find a way to get there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a walk that would be! I don't think I have that kind of time walking. Now, no, we'll, we'll drive. Uh, obviously, as you know from the neurosurgeries I've had, uh, my my neurosurgeon did not recommend me flying because of my equilibrium problems um mm. i i would need a doggy bag on the plane in other words basically is what yeah. you tell me 
Uh, I have flown in the past, so it's not really a big problem of flying, but I've been advised not to. Uh, and I said, that's fine, because we go to Texas, we go to Florida by car. I've driven uh, to both states many times. So I'm okay. I just don't know in this condition. I haven't tried any long-term you know, ride like that you know, for days at a time on the interstates, but I'm sure I can handle it, uh, especially yeah. knowing what's going to happen when I get there. So, yep, I'll leave uh, probably August 1st, <laughs> head on down out west to Colorado. Uh, yep. I hope. I mean, I hope. I mean, I hope it doesn't fall apart and not be able to make it. Uh, and I'll probably see you there, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll be there, God willing. Uh, and another thing that you and I have talked about is the possibility of starting a local group. Um, I don't know if you've um, followed some of the local um speakers and meetings that IONS conducts around the country, but there's, as far as I know, there's no group operating right now in the state of Maine, well, and uh, you and I could get one going at, at the church in Bangor. It's it, Maine is listed under the 33. Why there's 33 out of the 50? Uh, I don't know why the other 17 aren't there. In fact, I'm looking at it right now, and if you click on Maine, it comes up to a blank page. It's not, Maine does need to have a local IONS group center. Yes, mm. most definitely, as you and I both know, there's plenty of NDEs or ND fans of NDEs, people that love to hear from here in Maine. The, the problem is getting to them, reaching them. Uh, but, yes, I, I uh, you know, instead of Maine just being there and you click it and it's a dead link, Maine needs to have at least one group. Uh, many of the states, the larger states with big cities, have several. Uh, I went to Wisconsin, which is also listed there. That was blank. But all the other states, uh, obviously California's got six different groups. Uh, Arizona's got two. Alabama's got, you know, a couple. I said, well, Maine, you click it, and there's none. There needs to be one here, Lee. Yeah. You and I, you and I both agree with that. So I, I think it's, it's something we've got to look into and see if we can't get it started and, and, and reach out. I have started to meet some of the Maine NDs. Uh, but they're from scattered Maine, as most people know, is a very big state. <laughs> so yes. we're talking the people that could, would have to drive hundreds of miles to get to the local city. But th they'd be willing to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, people who've had NDEs that I've talked to uh, in the hospital, for example, uh, whenever I mention the possibility of a local group, they're they're very enthusiastic. Um, Oz, let me ask you this. Um, if someone came to you right now and said I, they just experienced an NDE and they were confused by it, what sort of advice would you give them? The, it, it takes time. It, you know, Try to process it. Try to be comfortable with what you, you experienced. Uh, I, and they're trying to understand it. I know uh, when I first came out of the coma and was first talking, obviously, with the, the doctors and the nurses in I kept telling everybody I'm rebooting, reprogramming. I was trying to process what I just experienced at that time, plus, you know, share some time visiting with my family who were there to visit me. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard because you're, you can't help but wonder what happened? <laughs> what just happened? You know, uh, it, it, and it can be overwhelming. Uh, for me, it was extremely. Uh, the first words I spoke once I was extubated was overwhelmed. And this is four four years and a month or so later. I'm still overwhelmed. So, and most NDEs are by that experience. 
so if somebody has just recently had one, it's going to take time. Just relax, you know, and, and, and explore your thoughts and your memories of what you experienced and, and start trying to organize it. Uh, you know, IONS has found uh, through the research by Mays and other associates that it can take, on average, three years to start really getting a good grip on it. And I, I, I tend to agree. That's about when I finally started, you know, processing it and, and straightening it out and trying to figure out exactly what, what I experienced, what happened, what, what went on there. Uh, and then realizing that this is happening all across the world. You know, as you know, like you keep saying, 700 people on average a day here in the United States alone. Yeah. It, it's going on. So, yes, everybody, uh, there's going to be a lot more, as you and I know. Uh, it's happening every day. They yeah. just need to relax and, and not, you know, try to, it, it can tend to try to freak you out in a way, you know, at first. Because you're still trying to understand it yourself, let alone try to even begin talking about it. And that that's why many, as you said, have gone 10, 20, 30 years before they even start talking about it at all. Right. <laughs> you know? Hey, Oz, we're just about out of time, and you said you had a little poem you wanted to read. I don't know if we have the time for it. Well, if it's short enough, why don't you take a shot at it? Uh, it's about Christmas. And Christmas is forever, not just for one day. It's for loving, sharing, giving are not to be put away, like the bells, lights, and tinsels in some box up on the shelf. The good you do to others is good you do to yourself. Merry Christmas. And uh, that, that, that's a very powerful message. That's, that's part of the message that I got, you know, loving others. Uh, be yeah. good to others. Help others. You know that well. You help so many people. I don't think you even realize how many people you've helped, how, how truly you have helped others. Well, and, uh, thanks. We, we, all, we all do what we can. And uh, I guess for today we've done what we can. Um, Oz, perhaps uh, uh, you'd like to tell our audience how they could get in touch with you if they want to email you? At that same email, ozman50 at gmail.com, I would love to hear from people from Maine that may be interested in IONS Group starting up here or love to attend one. Uh, let us know, by all means. All right. Well, listen, folks, if you'd like to listen again to this or any of our past shows, just go to our website at nderadio.org. And for more information about the work of IANS, you can check out IANDS.org. And thanks again to Oz, and uh, tune in next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening.